Hello, welcome back to the Sustainable-ish podcast. How are you doing? It's December. How did that happen? (laughs) Catches me by surprise every single year. So we have a couple of shorter solo episodes with me talking about Christmas and talking about what we can do to make it a little bit more sustainable-ish. So if you've been following me on social media, then hopefully if the algorithm gods are shining on me, then you may have seen my A to Z of a crap-free Christmas that I am still working my way through, getting to the trickier end of the alphabet now. I think today I need to come up with something for V. Yesterday was you, unwanted gifts. I was quite pleased with that one. Um, So let me know if you've been following along with that, if you found it useful. It seems to have gained a little bit of traction, which is always good. And if you want all of the tips and hints and ideas in one simple, easy to access place, then do check out the Crap Free Christmas course, which I've put together, which is all of the A to Z tips and a whole lot more, including things like how to have some of those tricky conversations we might be anticipating as we start to negotiate uh, Christmas presents for the kids and uh, who's going to be buying what, all those sorts of things. And there's lots and lots of links in there to places that sell ethical and sustainable gifts, lots of ideas for secondhand gifts and lots of ideas for how to reduce your waste at Christmas. So I really hope it's helpful. Lots of people have already bought it and been and been working their way through it. Um, so do check it out and have a little look. I will pop the link for that in the show notes. So today's episode is looking at the carbon footprint of Christmas, which, I don't know, feels a little bit verging on Scroogey, doesn't it? Like this is a time of year of excess and abandon. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, But it's a time of year where we tend to sort of throw the diets out the window, throw all our um, best intentions, tend to get trampled a little bit. Uh, So starting to think about the carbon footprint of Christmas might feel a little bit like, oh, I don't know, just feels somehow a little bit mean, doesn't it? But it's absolutely something we need to think about. But before we start, let's get back to basics. So what actually is a carbon footprint? So One of the official definitions that I found on the interweb is the amount of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere as a result of the activities of a particular individual, organisation or community, or in this case, Christmas. (laughs) Just the small thing of Christmas. Important to say as well that although we're talking about a carbon footprint, and that definition talks about the amount of carbon dioxide, it's talking about all the different greenhouse gases. And if you're thinking, what the heck is she on about? What are all these greenhouse gases? Um, And how do they work? And where do they come from? I would absolutely recommend carbon literacy. Uh, There's an episode we've done on carbon literacy. If I was clever, I would remember what episode that was, but I will link to that in the show notes. And we've got lots of courses coming up in the new year if you want to take advantage of that. So, So basically, everything we do releases carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. And it's these greenhouse gas emissions that are contributing to the greenhouse effect, trapping more heat in and making the planet warm up, all of which is leading to climate change and the increase in the frequency and extremes of weird weather and the impacts that that has on ecosystems and human lives. So we in the UK just had an exceptionally hot summer with record-breaking temperatures, 
uh, that will happen more frequently and we will get more extremes of temperature those kinds of things along with in the UK the picture usually is is warmer and wetter winters as well so an increase in flooding and that all comes down from all the things that we're doing as individuals the things that we're doing as countries as industries all those sorts of things so we all have a carbon footprint and the average carbon footprint for an individual in the UK will really vary depending on how it's calculated and what's it, what's included. But a basic round number to work on that makes things nice and easy is about 10 tonnes. And there's another podcast episode, which I'll link to in the show notes, um, with Joe Hand, who's the co-founder of Geeky Zero, which is, has more information uh, about carbon footprints and how you calculate them. So the carbon footprint of Christmas comes from everything that we buy for the festivities, as well as travel and all those sorts of things that come along with going to see relatives. And as we buy a lot, that's a technical term, at Christmas, it's perhaps no surprise that the carbon footprint of the festive fortnight is about the same as that of a regular month. But obviously the carbon footprint of Christmas will vary depending on how extravagant or otherwise our festive celebrations are. And Mike Berners-Lee, who is the carbon footprinting king and has written an amazing book called How Bad Are Bananas? The Carbon Footprint of Everything. In there, he gives three different scenarios for Christmases, Christmases and their carbon footprints. So the first one is a low carbon scenario and we're looking at just about four kilos of carbon. So not a huge amount at all. The food is great, but none is wasted. Presents are thoughtful, but not necessarily expensive. And importantly, he says, you've kept the receipts so you can return any unwanted gifts. You have LED fairy lights. I think most of us have probably progressed onto those now. And you only send a few cards to people you haven't seen in ages and don't want to lose touch with. And you stay home and video call any far off relatives. So by his calculations, the UK average for a car, carbon footprint of Christmas is about 280 kilos so a big increase from that four kilos 280 kilos of carbon dioxide per adult a lot of that will come from presents so the average spend in the UK on presents is apparently 600 pounds per adult and in this scenario that Mike is talking about I like to call him Mike like he's my BFF uh, about 20% are unwanted and from my you for unwanted in the A to Z of the crap free Christmas yesterday, uh, a statistic from that is that we receive 81 million unwanted gifts each year in the UK. Wow. So again, in this scenario, we're spending around £220 more than usual on food. And these figures are based on the assumption that a third of that will be wasted, which is quite shockingly the average we throw away about a third of our food all year round. The average adult also posts around 20 Christmas cards and most of their impact is from delivery. So obviously if you're doing a little uh, walking route of local people, you can hand deliver them. But if you're posting them, then most of that impact will be from delivery. And we typically travel about 50 miles each above what we would normally travel over the festive period. And most of that is by car. So that's your average scenario. In a high carbon scenario, we're talking about 1,500 kilos, which is one and a half tonnes. So bear in mind, we had our yearly average of 10 tonnes. So one and a half tonnes of that is happening at Christmas. With a £1,400 spend on presents, with a wastedness factor of 30% and you don't keep the receipts. Absolutely stacks of non-LED fairy lights, posting 200 large cards and a 500 mile round trip in a 
thirsty car to see relatives. So we will talk next time about some easy ways that we can reduce the carbon footprint of Christmas. But I really wanted to just focus on the potential difficulties that there can be, which feels wrong, doesn't it, to focus on the difficulties. But if we know what some of the difficulties can be, we can come up with strategies to um, avoid that or to make it slightly easier. Because I think, I don't know about you guys, but Christmas can be a really tricky time to make sustainable-ish changes. Firstly, it only happens once a year. Some people would say, thank goodness, I may be one of them. So it can feel like each year you're starting again and it's hard to build on any small changes that we might have made a year ago and probably have forgotten about. Then we've got all the traditions and the societal expectations that come with this time of year. It can be hard to try and do things a little bit differently, to step away from the norm, especially if you've got kids who are at nursery or preschool or school who are being exposed to lots of um, sort of societal traditions. And if you have got kids, you will know that even if you're waiting at the checkout to pay for your food shop, the quest, the one question your kids will be asked all the time is, what have you asked Father Christmas for? What have you asked Father Christmas for? And our whole conversations around Christmas, especially with our kids, tend to be around presents and what they're going to get. And then... <laughs> To add to all of that, there's the fact that at Christmas, it's not tends not to just be about us and our household, but it's also about the wider family, friends, colleagues, school as well. And change, any change, can be hard at an individual level, and it can certainly be hard to get the rest of the household on board at normal times. But changing the, shall we say, hearts and minds of our in-laws, our work colleagues, all those sorts of things can feel nigh on impossible and do you know what that's okay because that's not our job if we want to make changes at Christmas to make it a little bit more eco-friendly it's super important to focus on what is our in our control because a lot of it won't be and we kind of need to make peace with that so it might be helpful to think of it as a little kind of Venn diagram where we've got the things that are in our control and the things that aren't in our control. And then we'll probably have a little bit of an overlap where there's lots of things that uh, are under our influence. So there might be lots of things that are out of our control, things like the presents that other people buy for me and the kids, other people's choices about what, uh, what they're cooking, what they're providing if you go round to their house for Christmas Day. You have no control over the gift wrapping and the cards that other people choose and use. And you also have no control, really, over the food waste that happens in other people's homes when you're visiting. But you do have control over the presents that you buy for other people. How you travel, when you travel to see friends and family. Well, maybe that one's an influence thing. You probably will have some pressure from, from certainly from family members about when you travel and who you're going to see. You definitely have control over the food that you're buying for the meals in your house, for the food waste that's happening in your home, for the gift wrapping that you use. Do you make sure that you've not buying Christmas wrapping paper with glitter on it? Are you having a go at furoshiki? So that's a gift wrapping using reusable fabric. So much quicker, I've discovered over the last couple of years than doing uh, paper and tape. You have control over how many cards you send and what type, over the energy that you're using at home when you're around. And, 
very excitingly, the Christmas jumpers for you and probably for the rest of the family. And in all of that, there is a big area of overlap over things that you might be able to influence. So can you be ready with a list of things that you think your kids will actually really love and enjoy playing with, ready for when you're asked by relatives what it is that the kids want for Christmas? Can you have a go at wrapping your own gifts for a cheeky style and then rave about, like I've just done, how quick and easy it was? Can you send an email to your kids' school, might be a little bit late for this year, but certainly one to think about for next year, asking them if they'd be up for hosting a Christmas jumper swap for all the kids. So if you fancy it, here's a little suggestion that might help to take some of the stress out of trying to make sustainable-ish changes at Christmas. So make three lists. Things I can control. And this is where you can start to make some sustainable-ish changes. Remember, it won't all happen at once. It doesn't need to all happen at once. Think about what you can do rather than what you can't. The second list is for things that you can't control. You need to let them go, (laughs) not let them add to your stress levels. And the third list is things that you might be able to have some influence over. And then just keep referring back to it whenever you feel your stress levels start to rise over the festive period. So I hope that was helpful. I would love to know what's on your lists. Do drop me an email if you fancy it, jen at sustainableish.co.uk. Do tag me on social media at sustainableish, pretty much everywhere. Um, let me know. Let me know if this was helpful. Let me know what's on your lists. Let me know what's in your control, what isn't in your control and how you're getting on with your Christmas prep at this point in December. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget that the Crap Free Christmas course is there if you want to have a little look at that with loads of hints, tips and ideas for how to take some of the crap, some of the waste, some of the stress, hopefully, and some of the cost as well out of Christmas. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that and I will catch you next time. Take care.